You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 269. In this episode, I talk to Ian Anderson Gray about how to master live video and stand out on social media. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Ian is the founder of Confident Life Marketing Academy and Seriously Social. He helps entrepreneurs increase their impact, authority, and profits confidently through using live stream videos. He's an international keynote speaker, has spoken at conferences around the world, including Social Media Marketing World, where we met in San Diego. On this episode, we talk about how his social media profile picture stands out and how to master live video, starting with Facebook Live. Go to sing.com forward slash 269. So there you will find links to IN and the show notes of this episode. I'm so excited to be here with Ian Anderson Gray because I've been looking at his profile picture for a while on Facebook and he stands out. And that's one of the topics of this episode. But first, welcome, Ian. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Sigrun. It's really good to be here. Thank you. So we've kind of been hanging around each other without talking, without really even exchanging. I kind of grabbed you at the last conference because it's getting weird when you meet the people, same people at Social Media Marketing World, Youpreneur Summit, and then you feel like you know them, but you don't. And it's like, let's invite him on my podcast so we can actually talk. <laughs> well, otherwise people think we're trying to avoid each other. That would be dreadful. <laughs> oh, that would be dreadful. Yes, we don't want that. No, but uh, just before I hit record uh, now to record this episode, I was saying to you that your profile picture on Facebook stands out. And I want to know the background story. And for those who are not watching us on video, just listening to the podcast, how does it look if you describe it, the picture? And why do you pull these funny faces? <laughs> oh, I've never been asked that before. That's a really interesting question. Well, it's a picture of a red background. Uh, it's just me kind of with my mouth open. I, I kind of like looking a little bit mad as if I'm really excited. In fact, I was really excited at the time that the, the photo was taken. I think part of the reason for me putting that facial expression is that although I do in one sense take myself very seriously, I also have this other part of my personality that doesn't take myself very seriously. I, I like to have fun. It's, and I found that when I was at a lot of conferences and people were taking photos or selfies or anything like that, I just found it very difficult not to put on a silly face, so <laughs> facial expression. So that's kind of how it started. When my logo was designed about seven or eight years ago, it came up with this nice red color. And about three years ago, I needed to get a photo shoot done. So a friend of mine living in London said, well, I'll take them. So I went down to London and we ended up just outside the National Theatre in London. And it was exactly the same color as my brand. I mean, the hex code 
this is a bit geeky, but the hex code was probably exactly the same. And so we just took loads of photos um, with me with silly facial expressions. Some of them also me looking sensible as well, because we need some of those too. And uh, that's how it all, all happened. So that's what I use across all my branding now. And I think it's so interesting because at the last Youpreneur Summit, the keynote speaker, closing keynote speaker was Jay Bear, and he was talking about talk triggers, which is basically how do you get people talking about you? That's so true. And that's exactly what you've done with your, well, not just a profile picture, but obviously when I see you being introduced, let's say upcoming social media marketing world, the picture you pick is the one with the open mouth right? Yes, that's true. And it becomes like a memorable thing. It's like, ah, that's the guy with the open mouth. And then people have to look up, oh yeah, his name is da 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 da, <laughs> you know, which way it goes. But it really makes you stand out. Like, was this conscious from the beginning or was it just you playing around when you these pictures were taken initially? Yeah, well, we wanted different facial expressions. I was thinking about all the kind of scenarios that I wanted for ads and for, for opt-in images and all that kind of stuff. There's some really funny photos of me looking incredibly frustrated or upset. And one of the things I love to do and help entrepreneurs with is frustrations with the technology or frustrations with confidence. Or, so I wanted to kind of like empathize with the different emotions. And so I came up with all these different facial expressions. And when it came to using the mad photo of me, for example, social media marketing world and all these other things, I really wasn't sure whether I wanted to use that. It was this voice in the back of my head that was saying, choose the serious photo, choose the professional looking photo, because that's what people expect. And actually what it came down to was me emailing the team at Social Media Marketing World. I said, I've got two photos. I've got one that's a little bit mad and one that is a bit more sensible. Which one do you think I should use? And of course, you can imagine what they all said. They said, go for the mad one. So I needed a bit of help to get to that point, but I'm so glad I did because it's part of my brand. It's part of who I am because as I said before, I'm, I am a very serious person, but I'm also quite quirky and, and I love to have fun and I don't always take myself too seriously. Mm, I love it. And I hope this is a message for anyone listening or watching us uh, that you got to stand out and you have found something and it's just in your face, which is so easy. You don't have to wear particular clothes. You can just pull that face anytime somebody takes a selfie with you. And that's your brand. That's super smart. <laughs> like it was a whole strategy before, but yeah, it, it takes time to get there. When I speak to entrepreneurs about their journey, you know, you expect them to say, well, they had the strategy right from the start. They had it all planned out, mapped out. And sometimes that can be the case for certain things, but most people I speak to, it's they fell into this. There was there's something that like a random thing that they did or they just made a decision and it worked and they thought, oh yeah, I'm going to stick with this. And I think that was the case for me, actually for my whole business, it was kind of falling into Facebook Live and live video was me falling into that. The same way with this profile pic, it's very much me just playing around with things and then finding something that really stuck. Yeah. So talking about Facebook Live, that's also the reason that we are here talking about this episode, like that's what you do. Okay, obviously Facebook Live has not existed forever. How did you fall into that? <laughs> Live streaming has been around for ages. I mean, I remember the days of Google Hangouts on air. I'm showing my age now, but you know, those were the days, you know, years ago. But Facebook Live 
a lot of marketers started to get really excited about that just over three years ago. I was an Android user at the time, and it seemed that all my friends had access to it, to Facebook Live, and I didn't. Uh, some people were able to access it from their computers. And I, so I basically, putting my geeky hat on, I looked for ways to be able to broadcast to Facebook Live from desktop. And at the time, it was really difficult to do. You needed some specialist software, one called OBS Studio. And even then, it wasn't easy to do. There was a lot of hoops you had to jump through. But I did a lot of the research, and I put together a blog post on how to broadcast to Facebook Live from your computer. And also, there was a little button at the top that would generate this code that you needed in order to go live. And that erupted. It went completely mad. It brought down my website. And I had um, so many people looking at that article. It's had over nearly 5 million page views since I launched that article. Totally mad. And it changed my life. Shortly after that, I realized I'm onto something here. <laughs> oh, yes. One blog post. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of uh, big names such as Mary Smith and Joel Carmen who were sharing my article out. And so we were moving house at the time and I thought, I need to produce a course on this, don't I? I really do. So while moving house, I put together my first course and with no advertising budget or anything like that, I just sold it from that article. I sold two or 300 of those courses just from that. This was my first ever course. So let's say it opened my eyes to the opportunity of creating courses, but it also opened my eyes to Facebook Live, live video. And my background, something that I didn't mention is years ago, I trained as a professional singer. So my background is in performance. And I discovered that live video is this wonderful mesh of technology and communication in front of the camera. Two of my big passions. And also my other passion is teaching. So I'm able to mesh those three things together with live video. And that's, so that's how I fell into it and, and how I find myself producing courses, training, coaching people, how to build their confidence with live video, but also with the technology. Wow, that's very impressive. I love that. That one blog post can change your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just also shows when you write a really good blog post, what we call an epic blog post, that it can go viral. You know, you were kind of at the right time, right space that nobody else was writing about it. So obviously, you're the one people share. There were three things, just so very briefly. There were, the connections that I made beforehand were really, really helpful because people like Mary Smith and some of the big names were sharing that out. That obviously helped. The fact that it was a powerful, really long, in-depth article, it was evergreen, that obviously really, really helped. And then, of course, the final thing which you alluded to is that I was there at the right time. I had this niggling feeling, I need to write this now. This is the right time. I needed to ride the wave. And so I did that. And so those three things were in place to make it into a viral blog post. Mm. So when you were writing that at the time, what were you doing in your business in terms of earning revenue uh, before? I have a web agency I run with my dad. I still run that. And we specialize in basically maintaining and hosting websites. So we take care of all the technical side of things so the owners can get on running their business. So that was one of the things I was doing. But also it was consultancy and my blog actually was generating and still is today, it's generating a good revenue, monthly revenue from affiliate links and uh, from partnerships with tool companies. Because uh, my focus before that was on social media tools and helping people make the right decision for uh, in terms of the tools for their business. 
Great. And then Facebook Live came along and that blog article and poof, suddenly you were doing that. So can you walk us through like, okay, Facebook Live, obviously we know now it's easier to go live than when you wrote that blog article, but still some people somehow have viral Facebook Lives or effective Facebook Lives and others don't. What's the trick? The first trick is actually just doing it, going live, because I think there's a lot of people that just, they give in to that fear and they stop doing the live broadcast or they don't even start. It's all about authenticity. Yes, we use that word a lot, but I think it's trying not to be perfect. I think so many people out there are put off by overly slick marketing videos. And what really resonates with people is when you get in front of the camera and you're yourself, your raw self, you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And yes, that's really hard. I find that hard myself. I mean, I'm quite, um, a lot of people say I'm a bit of an open book, but I still find it difficult to share everything and not to be perfect. Actually, sometimes when things go wrong, so when the cat jumps on the table and knocks the webcam over, that's actually the magical moment where people realize you're actually a real human being. And I think that's what it is, communicating in front of the camera and being yourself and not trying to put too much of this persona on and communicate with passion and with, with energy, just being yourself. I mean, that's really the main thing, I think. But also having really good content. And this makes Facebook Live no different to any other content format out there. So such as my blog post, I produced some really engaging and helpful content that was going to help people and change people's lives. So your live videos need to be the same. Produce content that's really going to make a big impact in people's lives and their businesses and uh, deliver some real value. So how do you plan your own Facebook Lives? So I have a list of topics that I'm going to be talking about over the coming months. And I then have a, a structure to my live videos that I stick to. It's really important to be consistent to do it on a weekly or daily basis. It's the same with most formats again, you know, like with podcasts, I think having a weekly format is usually a very good way, making sure that it goes out at a certain time. I think that's the same with live video. People expect you to go live at a certain time. So that's important. But yeah, just to have a good structure to the show. So some of the things I, I recommend to people is as soon as you go live, the people who are going to be watching you at the start are not actually your live viewers. They are the people in the future watching the replay. So greet them first. Say, hello, thank you so much for watching the replay. And then go straight into what you're going to talk about. What's your topic for today? And then, of course, it's really important to greet your live viewers as soon as they come in. If you're using software such as BeLive.tv, or if you're using Ecamm, something like that, it's very easy actually to put their comments on the screen so people can actually see their comments. And people love that. They really love to see their names out there. But then get straight onto the main content, you know, deliver some real value, say you'll get back to people in terms of their comments later, then obviously answer their comments. And in terms of the length of the show, this can vary a lot. I mean, the Research on this shows that if you get up to 17 or 18 minutes, that's the optimum in terms of the reactions and the engagement that you're going to get. Anything less than that, and yes, it can work, but I find that 17, 18 minutes plus, maybe half an hour is a good length for the show. And then finally, at the end, you can give them some kind of uh, tidbit. There's a bit of information that you talked about at the start that you, you were going to share right at the end. 
some special information, uh, maybe a special deal that you're offering, tell them when you're next going to go live. And of course, you, know, you need to have a call to action. So very similar to any other format. Now you could say that's where it ends. The live video has ended. But of course, as we all know, there's more work to be done. There's turning that live video into a piece of evergreen content that's going to last forever. And that's one of my big things. It's not just the live video. You'll get many, many more people watching the live video afterwards. So you can do things like repurposing. You can um, do a lot of things to uh, engage with the comments. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> Great. I find it interesting that you would greet the people watching Let's say not a lot of people are watching, right? Let's say you're going spontaneously live and there might be one or two people that kind of come in and you still would say hi to them. I find that fascinating. Yeah. So when I first went live, I may have got zero people watching. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Or maybe, maybe one or two. You know, this was right at the start. And I think if you're just starting playing around with live video, don't be surprised that you won't get anyone the first time you do it. Having said that, it's important to prepare people that you're going to go live. So if you know you're going to go live this afternoon, put in your Facebook page or your group or wherever, say, I'm going to go live this afternoon. And I'm going to talk about X, you know, tell people that that's going to happen. But let's say you go live and nobody watches or one or two people watches. If one or two people watch, then I do think it's a good idea to greet them. Let's get some conversation going. Sometimes you need to encourage people. Some people are quite shy. And so you can ask them, you know, so tell me, where are you from? I mean, you could even do things like ask them what their favorite food is or, you know, something that gets the conversation going, a bit of small talk. People like to talk about food, for example. Get people talking and also ask people to share your content as well. Sometimes people need to be encouraged to share the content. So yeah, absolutely. I definitely recommend calling people by name, getting them involved with the show. If it's um, a typical show format that you're wanting to do, I would do it in a really structured way. So you've got the greeting where you're greeting your live viewers, but then when you get onto the main content, try and not get distracted by the comments because if you manage to keep it nice and structured, you could then edit it afterwards and then take that little bit that you've done, the main content, and push that to YouTube or turn it into a podcast or, you know, edit it in a way that works for the future. If you spend too much time with your live viewers, it's not going to make that much of a piece of engaging content for your replay viewers and for other formats. So something to think mm. about there. Yeah, that's what I, would, I was thinking that when you are watching a Facebook Live afterwards, you know, not live, but record it, the replay, it might be annoying if the content is constantly being disturbed by greetings. You're like, get on with it. Oh, yes. I would say do that at, towards the beginning of it. If people constantly kind of come in throughout your live video, absolutely don't stop what you're saying and say, oh, I can see Sigrun's coming. Hello, Sigrun. You know, that can be really annoying for people. If, for example, though, you ask a question and it makes sense, I'm just going to pause now. I see Sigrun's asked a really, really good question and I want to answer that and then do that. That makes perfect sense for people. That's going to be really helpful for the future. But yeah, don't get distracted. I would say focus on the main content and say that you're going to get back to comments after this. You could even put that on the screen. You can say, put some text that says, you know, please leave comments. I will get back to you after this main section and then do that. Mm. Yeah. When you say repurposing, I have the feeling that 
each channel like YouTube or Instagram or Facebook has their own characteristics. Do you still recommend repurposing? I do, but it needs to be done intelligently. So I, I so love what you said. That's so important because there are tools out there that allow you to take a Facebook Live video and then just bung it on YouTube in its entirety. You can also, if you're feeling really brave and geeky, you can multicast. So you could go live to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, all at the same time. But they've all got different audiences. They all work in different ways. I'm not saying that doesn't always work. I mean, sometimes I do do that and it makes sense to do so. But I think you need to be smart. For example, if you want to create some content for YouTube, edit the video down. So take the main part out. Maybe record a new beginning and end and then push that to YouTube. That might make sense to do so. If you're wanting to push stuff to Instagram stories, you could take little 15 second snippets from your live video. You could publish some of it to Instagram TV, IGTV. The smart ways of doing it, but one of the things I love about live video is that it's a quick and easy way to create content. Whereas it takes me probably two to three weeks sometimes to create a mega blog post with all the research and the writing that goes into it. With a live video, Obviously, you need to do some research before you go live, but it's over in half an hour and you've got a piece of content that you can then from that repurpose into a blog post. So you could embed the video on your blog post and then from that, maybe send that to rev.com, get it transcribed, and then you can break it down into sections. You've got a blog post, which is really very valuable. You've got Instagram stories, you've got potentially YouTube video loads and loads of things just from that one piece of content. But don't just bung it on in its entirety on another channel because that's just being lazy and it's probably not going to work. No, probably not going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, you said uh, the consistency and going live at the same time. Now, obviously, that requires you to, uh, you know, let the users know, put this in your calendar that you're going to go Wednesday, 8 p.m. every week, like a TV show. Do you use a scheduler and tools like that to uh, have people then uh, sign up in advance? Yeah, so the, there's a number of ways of doing this. I definitely think it's a good idea to do impromptu live videos. So these are videos, you just have something on your mind, something to share, and you go live, maybe a little bit of planning, but you basically go live. They are quite fun. They're a little bit more raw, they're more authentic. I think those are really good. So I'm not saying don't do those, absolutely do those. But for more of a show format, then I do recommend scheduling those using a tool such as, I mean, there's loads of different ways of doing it, but the easy ways to do it are using a service like BeLive, or if you're on a Mac, you can use Ecamm Live. If you're feeling brave, you could use OBS Studio. If you're a PC user, you could use vMix. There's loads of tools out there. And what that will allow you to do is to schedule a live video. You can do it up to a week in advance. And that will create a post on Facebook, on your Facebook page or group or profile. And this will give you a link that you can then share out to all your social channels. So it's effectively, it's a very strange post in a way because it's, it's a video post, but the video obviously isn't live yet. It's only going to go live at a certain time. But with that link, you can share it out on all your social networks. So this is something I do. I will share it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I will send it out to my newsletter subscribers and I send them a reminder. If they've clicked on the link, I'll send them a reminder half an hour beforehand. If you use Facebook Messenger bots, so if you're using such as ManyChat, 
you can get people to subscribe. So send out a message 10 minutes before you go live. So people will be reminded that way. That's a really good way. And uh, then they can also click on the actual live video itself before you go live and be notified by Facebook. So there's loads and loads of different ways. And, and I think we all know we, we need to probably be reminded in lots of different ways many times before we actually click on the video, don't we? I think as human beings, we get distracted. So I think giving people a lot of different ways to be reminded is a good thing. Don't you need to educate people on like how to get the reminder that's on the video or subscribe? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, or just how to use this, how to watch. And I just have the feeling that people don't know how to subscribe to Facebook Lives. Yes. So I wasn't talking so much about subscribing. Though. I was talking about you going live next week. So here is the link to click to watch the video. There are different ways to subscribe. So you're right, giving people different ways to subscribe as well. So, you know, liking the page, that's a good thing. They can click on the link on the video to be notified. That's another way. It's not always reliable. So that's why I like to rely on other ways of doing it, such as the messenger bot is a really good way. If you set that up, they will get a Facebook message whenever, say 10 minutes before you go live to remind them. That's a really good way. And that's quick and easy. They just need to say that they agree to receiving the messages and then it's very, very easy for them. So yes, I think absolutely make it as easy as possible for people and don't just rely on the notification icon on the Facebook lives because it doesn't always work. Mm. We have set it up in a way that I noticed that just sending them the link to the Facebook Live in advance wasn't maybe generating uh, enough people. Like people would click on the link right away when they got the email. And obviously I was not live then. Yeah. Uh, so we started to use a messenger bot. Yeah. So we just say, click here if you want to join me on Facebook Live. And boops, you know, then they're subscribed to ManyChat. So yeah, I love that you mentioned that. So I see more and more people using, putting logos. You know, when they go live, there is a little logo in the corner. And I was wondering, like, what do you think of, the, is that important? Obviously, beginners are like, oh, how do I do that? And, you know, if I'm using Zoom or to go live, I cannot do that. So they're using other tools. What do you think about that? I think we can get overly excited or afraid of the technology. And I'm going to let you into a bit of a secret here. I stopped going live for a whole month because I was so frustrated with my background. I was, I think we can often compare ourselves to other people. We can say, oh, look at them. They've got an amazing Facebook Live. They've got a logo on the top right corner. And my, the background is amazing. And look at mine, it looks awful. And so you stop going live. And it's ridiculous when you think about it because you've got this amazing piece of content, this personality and people out there want to hear from you. And you're getting overly concerned by a logo or your background. So stop doing it. You know, I've, I've had personal experience of doing that. So let's put that to one side. How do you actually go about doing it? It's, I think it is a good thing to do as long as it doesn't, you don't get too obsessed by it. It's good in terms of it adds some brand consistency. It, it allows people to know exactly your company name and what you're all about. And so there are a number of different ways of doing it. It's a little bit tricky on your phone. You can do this using Creator, Facebook Creator is an app that you can use on your phone. But to get the best out of it, I would recommend broadcasting from your desktop. So Be Live, I mentioned Be Live is a really quick and easy way of producing a show, but you pay a monthly subscription. There is a free version, but you pay a monthly subscription for most of the good features that allows you to put a logo and some graphics and put comments on the screen. So that's a good place to start. 
If you're a Mac user, you can use Ecamm Live, that again, that does the same thing. You can even do an animated piece of graphic as well if you're feeling really uh, snazzy, which is cool. <laughs> Pretty much all the other tools out there allow you to do that. Now, you mentioned Zoom. Now, Zoom, I love Zoom. Zoom is great for meetings. It's great for webinars. It also has the facility to broadcast those to Facebook Live and YouTube Live. But it's quite basic. I mean, basically, it just broadcasts what you see on the screen. It doesn't allow you to add any overlays or videos or images like that. So it depends on what you're doing. If you're broadcasting a meeting, if you're broadcasting like a podcast interview or something like that, it makes Zoom is, is great for that. But if you wanted to do something a little bit more professional, then I'd recommend using something such as BeLive, Ecamm or vMix or something like that that allows you to do that quite easily. Mm, that's great. I love that you said <laughs> that you yourself had not gone live for a month because you're obsessed about it, probably because you already now are an authority in this space. And somehow when we feel like, oh, you are supposed to do that. So, and then suddenly you get obsessed with everything needing to be perfect. It's probably imposter syndrome or something like that. We kind of start to fear that people are going to judge us. You know, oh my goodness, look at Ian Gray's live video. It's, his background is so boring, you know, something like that. And and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a great believer. This, and the funny thing is, this is something I teach. I teach people with their mindset and imposter syndrome. And also I help people with building their live video studio. So I'm a great believer in bootstrapping your live video studio. Start small, just broadcast on your phone to begin with, then go to your desktop, just a nice, simple webcam, then get, upgrade your microphone, then get lights. This is what I've done. And then over time, you can grow it. Don't ever compare yourself to where people are right now. You know, if you think of the likes of Pat Flynn, don't compare yourself to Pat Flynn's videos now. Go back five, six years ago. Look at his videos then <laughs> and compare yourself with that maybe. Or, well, actually don't compare yourself, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So what about... Uh what's happening next? Like, I think Facebook is always changing. Do you uh, anticipate some changes to Facebook Live? Do you see something happening? What's around the corner? There are a number of changes at the moment. I've been frustrated a little bit with Facebook. They've not moved on as much as I would have liked. And it's still remar remarkably buggy in places. Just the other day, I had some issues when I was broadcasting live to Facebook. And then it just kicked me out and I lost the video after five minutes. So always be prepared for things to happen, even if you've been doing this for years and years. So a, new, a few new things, this kind of came a big thing maybe two or three months ago. This is Facebook Premiere. So this is the ability to broadcast pre-recorded video. So technically speaking, Facebook don't want you to broadcast pre-recorded video as if it's live. It wants you to broadcast live video live. And so that's Facebook Live, but Facebook Premiere allows you to broadcast pre-recorded video and you could, for example, put together a webinar and record that and then broadcast that as a Facebook Premiere and then you can get involved with the comments. That can free yourself up to get involved with the chat. So Facebook Premiere is one thing. But one thing that Mark Zuckerberg has, really, has been going on about a lot is building the community of people. They, he wants the whole engagement side of things is really important. And Facebook Live has always been great for that. It produces more reactions, more comments than any other format on Facebook. So one thing they're doing is adding the ability to create polls and quizzes. So now on a live video, you can create 
poll questions and quizzes before you go live and then push them to the live video and get people to choose an option like multiple choice or whatever. And then that can, you can publish results on the screen. So they're trying to kind of add a bit of interactivity, maybe a little bit of gamification as well. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I'm interested though in some of the other platforms. I'm still going to be focusing on Facebook, but I'm interested to see, I think we're going to see a lot of people using YouTube live and potentially Twitch. Twitch is more of a traditionally been a gaming platform, you know, people to share them uh, playing, you know, their latest game. But a lot of marketers are starting to use Twitch. And so I'm going to be doing a lot of more research into Twitch and, and see whether that has some mileage for marketers and see where we get to there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel because Facebook has been buggy and all these bad news about Facebook in this year, it has led people to look at other platforms. So I think you're right. I'm actually going to move on to YouTube next year. Like, not move away from Facebook, but start to embrace YouTube more. I've kind of ignored it until now. Well, yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> you can't do everything at the same time well. I think it's good to focus on one platform and do it well. But I've certainly got my eyes on YouTube. I do have a couple of really well-viewed YouTube videos, but my focus has been on Facebook and it still will be. But um, YouTube, I think there's a lot of marketers seriously focusing on YouTube at the moment. Mm, very cool. Thank you so much, Ian. It's been a pleasure to talk today. And now at least we have connected. Now we're not going to be strangers at the next conference. Like I said, <laughs> hey, hi. And we can do a selfie with a funny face. And uh, I can wear my red so we can both be on brand. <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah, we got put, both put our silly faces on. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. We will link in the show notes to your blog post that you mentioned and generally to your website as well, of course, and your Facebook page. And I encourage people to go and watch your Facebook lives. I appreciate it. Well, it's been so great to be on your show and uh, I look forward to seeing you in real life at the next conference. Go to sig.com forward slash 269 there you find links to Ian Anderson Gray and his services, plus the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.